0: And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered, because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all of these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native languages? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to the Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's the end of the reading. In their own languages, they were hearing them speak of God's deeds of power. In their own languages, they were hearing them speak of God's deeds of power. I don't know about you, but there are some times when I can hear the same phrase over and over and over, or hear the same teaching over and over and over and not get it whatsoever. For those who are students who are recently graduated or who are getting ready to graduate, there's a lot of stuff right now that um, is being said to you or has been said to you that you may not understand. And it may not be until you're in your 30s that you might go, oh, actually they were trying to help me. So often it's just, I don't know what it is, if it's time or circumstance or, or, or reflectiveness or maturity. But there are just these times in our lives when all of a sudden we get it. We understand something. It fills us with a different kind of spirit and then we are different after that. We have a different perspective, a different way of looking at things, a different way of doing things. And here in this passage, we hear something similar, but different. It's Pentecost, which is 50 days after the Passover. It, it, is, it is a festival celebrating. The, they brought in the spring harvest, They come to Jerusalem. All the people come to, all the Jews come to Jerusalem. And, and, of course, there's a big festival, and they're making their offerings. And, and so you can imagine what that's like. People are staying up late. They're enjoying themselves. They're giving their offerings. They're seeing people they haven't seen for maybe a year or maybe since the last festival. So they're, so they're having a good time. And the 11 are together. The 12 are together. Excuse me. And something comes on them. Something comes over them that they had not experienced before. Of course, we know the writer of Acts sees this as the promise fulfilled that Jesus had said that he would pour out his spirit upon people, and that then they would become, they would become Christ's witnesses, you know, in, in Jerusalem and in Judea and into the whole world. But not until the Spirit came. And so here, this thing happens and the writer of Luke says, aha, here it is. He writes about that, that um, suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of violent wind. And if you don't know the, the Greek and Hebrew words for spirit, that gets translated spirit, it all has to do with breath or wind. And so this is a sign that the, that the spirit is on its way. It's being delivered. It's coming And it filled the entire house where they were sitting and divided tongues as a fire rested on their heads. And what probably most of us don't know about that is that in um, in Rome and in the Roman Empire at that time, on some of the coins that were minted, of course, it had the it had the image of Caesar. And coming out of Caesar's head were divided tongues of fire, which represented his divinity. And is being crowned as king and lord. And so I think this is a little bit of a, (laughs) look, he's not the only political powerful person here. These common, and they were men, these common men from Galilee, these Galileans have this power resting on them. And then they began to speak. As the Spirit gave him ability, and 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 what's interesting here is that in many churches today, you'll they'll, they would do this reading, and they and they would do it in multiple languages. You know, we might read it in Spanish, or we might might read it in Chinese, we might read it in English, we might read it in in all these different languages. But probably what we're talking about here is dialect, because as we're talking here, there are a few, you know, the Cretans and Arabs, the proselytes maybe, but. But they probably all spoke some sort of common dialect. But different enough that it might not be able to be understood. I don't know if you've ever gone to other parts of the country or, or studied that, but there are parts of, the, of this country where you go and there, there are pockets where they speak a dialect that, you know, it might be a blend of, of the, the settlers who first came there. Maybe it's a blend of some sort of Creole and French and English And God help you if you can understand it. But for whatever reason, the Spirit comes upon them, and now they are speaking, and each person is beginning to hear this in their own language. And I love the response what's going on here? We don't get it. Or, I love the response they must be drunk. I mean, just think about it. It's a festival, you know? I mean, it's things are happening here. I'm sure that they're st- staying up and telling stories and drinking some more wine and, and enjoying each other. So I'm sure that that was probably a logical understanding of what was going on. But then Peter gets up and says, no. You don't understand. This has been prophesied. Prophet Joel said that in these days, that the Spirit would be poured out and that all people would prophesy. All people, as Jesus said, would would have this living water flowing out of them, that they would become fountains of love and grace and of the presence of God, and they would show forth God's deeds of power in their very being, I will pour out my spirit even upon my slaves, both men and women. I don't think we understand the importance of that. I mean, again, slaves were bought and sold. Women were basically bought and sold at this time, they weren't worth much. Why would God pour out God's spirit upon that? Why not just upon the men? Well, in the, in the Old Testament, it says that God's spirit is going to be poured out upon all people. All people. Even those people that we don't think are worthy. Even those people that we don't understand. That God's spirit is for all people. People that the Spirit is coming and God is doing something new and this Spirit is then causing them to go out and to be those witnesses right where they are and out into the entire world to all people. And it creates new relationships. Because now all these people who maybe couldn't communicate very well before have heard something, each in their own language, but about God's deeds of power. And they have understood it differently. It has brought them together in a new way. And so today, today in this church, we are making new relationships with those who will come and become members of this church. They're they're moving into a different relationship with this congregation. The Spirit has moved in them and they have said, Yes, I want to be here in this place. I have heard God's deeds of power spoken in this place. And I want to serve with this people. This isn't just some check the box, now I'm a member of a church, isn't that great, now I'll go become a member of a country club sort of thing. This is the Spirit being poured out in a powerful way. And what we know about the Spirit is is as it is like fire and like wind, we don't know where it goes. We, We don't know where it might end up. Where it is leading us all the time. But when we follow Christ, it draws us and it pushes us and it pulls us forward into new ways of being. In this congregation, we've been been talking about reimagining things. And we are. We're reimagining how we are as a congregation, we're reimagining what our witness is in the world, we're reimagining worship and service, we're reimagining how we use this facility that we've been given to bless this community. And it's hard work, it's difficult work, it's challenging work, because nobody, really not even babies, like change. But God's Spirit is being poured out upon us powerfully. And we are being led into new ways of being, to reimagine what it means to be the body of Christ called Westminster, right here and out into the world and today, we get to form new relationships. And what I love about this is that the Spirit blows in such a way and comes in such a way, it becomes this, this fountain of living water in the believers that even Peter, you know, who is the stalwart leader of the, of the disciples, you know, a, this Jewish man who has his faults, as we know, but even he, later in the book of Acts, has this vision where the message just isn't for his brothers and sisters who are Jewish. The message is to go out to the Gentiles. He sees this vision where all foods are good to eat because they are all given by God. He moves aside in that vision all, much of the dietary restrictions that had been part of the Jewish faith for so long. Now, many people were upset about that, right? Nobody likes change. Nobody likes something different. But that's where the Spirit was blowing. We know Paul, you know, the apostle was out there. That was his main call, was to go to the Gentiles, to go to these people that the Jewish people never thought should hear this message anyway. It wasn't for them. But Peter and Paul heard the Spirit moving, and they believed that it was for all people, Jews and Gentiles, out into the entire world. Even for the people who they didn't understand. Even the people they didn't yet know, it was a message for them. And that's the challenge today. And every day. Is that we would be poured out into the world being pushed, being pulled by God's Spirit, that we would trust God so much that we would trust the power of the Spirit, this power of life, this power of creation, the most powerful force in the universe to lead us into a new way of being, into a new life. And that means individually as well, that whatever we think, if we think we're too old or too young, if we think we're not smart enough or good enough, if we think we don't know enough about the Bible or or if our faith isn't, you know, where it's supposed to be, it doesn't matter. We trust in the Spirit to be renewed and led into a new place. To reimagine who we are and what God desires for us in this day and this place and this time. And so we're reimagining and we're creating new relationships. We're trusting the Spirit. And so today, may you clearly hear God's deeds of power being spoken in your life. May the Spirit fill you with all good things. May it be powerful in you and may it flow out of you like a living water that comes from God to bless and to touch all people. May you walk into the world as Christ's witnesses, as Christ's disciples. May you be filled with the Spirit today. Amen.